everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the rain-drenched oh. streets of Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to talk about our experiences of being small children coerced into baptism. Babies. We were just babies. No. Mormons don't do babies. Okay, well, I think of eight-year-olds as babies. <laughs> They're just little creatures. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. In fact, Mormons are very proud of the fact. That they don't baptize infants, right? They wait they, until they're full-grown eight-year-olds yeah. before they uh, who can before they really get decide, their, their hooks in you. Decide for their own self. <laughs> yeah, at the age of eight. Yeah, we were good at deciding things at eight. Mm. I, was, I know I was. Yeah, so we're gonna get into that. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, but first, we have uh, some some things happened in the world this week, Dan. Did they religiously? Oh, speaking. Are you sure? More or less. All right. Uh, for example, uh, do you remember the uh, Texas Attorney General who waded into this whole thing back in December in uh, Colleen, Texas, uh, where a school nurse had put up a sign, uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas poster? Oh, yes. Um, that said, For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Right. And it was like Linus, if I remember right. Right. Or He's the one yeah. in the Charlie Brown Christmas that, like, Ends up reciting from fucking Luke or whatever. Whiny ass Linus. Always. <laughs> he's that, he's okay. that Christian friend that we all right. kind of hated, but, but okay, fine. So it's this Texas attorney general right. who is fighting for religious freedom in the schools. Meaning freedom to like indoctrinate children in the schools. Yes. Yeah. Except now he's uh, fighting against Muslim prayer. Of course he is. Uh, that was uh, very much self-initiated by a group of students. Um, okay. At a school in Frisco. Frisco, uh, Texas. Yeah. Um, where uh, there was a spare classroom that had kind of just started uh, being used for all sorts of things, mm -hmm. apparently. Um, in, including... Um, uh, teachers just going in there to grade papers. Mm. Um, there was a Buddhist meditation that was uh, happening there. And the uh, Muslim students were slipping away for a quick five minute, one of their daily prayers. Yeah. Do a quick five minute prayer. They knew which way was east. Mecca. Right. And, uh, and, they, and they would do their prayer. Everything was fine. Well, the attorney general's office caught wind of this. And without really even checking in on any of the facts or details, mm. uh, this guy seems like the kind who would, would, would care about the finer points. Yeah, right. Um, he jumps in and he says, it appears that a prayer room is dedicated to the religious needs of some students, <laughs> namely those who practice Islam. Yes. Right. Um, a recent news report indicates that the high school's prayer room prayer room is apparently excluding students of other faiths. Oh no. Uh, oh. And the school district is just like fuck you. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're just like you you really don't even know what you're talking about. Um and I really don't have any problem with the idea of Students, again, if it's kind of a multi-purpose space, just yeah. kind of slipping away, yeah. they can, they're, you know, 
They just can't do it. Lord their own knows thing. they dictate, don't dictate to their own conscience. Yeah, and slipping in a little prayer. Lord Who knows cares? They can't. It's not like they can feel comfortable just you know doing it out in the open, right, in front of everybody. Right. They used to go home. Right. They used to get in a car, drive home to, or to one of the homes that was nearby, and all pray there. Right. And it's not even like there's that many Muslim kids. Right. I mean, I don't know. I think if it's the kid's conscience, it's not being led by adults. There's no sense of coercion. Right. Um, and they're not. It's it's the difference between supporting someone's religious beliefs mm-hmm. and encouraging so, a, yeah. religious, a religious practice. Or officially endorsing. Right. You know. Yeah. Like putting Ten Commandments out on the school grounds. Right. Bad. That's bad. That is bad. Or Linus. Or Linus. That one was bad, too. It's wrong. It's That's not okay. Right? Right. Because, because as we know, uh, and as is obvious from, from this, uh, what's, his, what's the guy's name? The, the, the Attorney General? Is that who it was? The AG? Key. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as, as is painfully obvious, if he, if he instead had said, oh, uh, you know, if, if if he had heard that someone had put up a poster that had Linus and a Quran verse on it, yeah, or or something, he would have flipped his his shit. Absolutely, he would have dropped a nut about that. But the fact that he, but the but the fact that it's it's Christian means that it's okay. I mean, it, yeah, right. No, this is this not is that again. I would ever accuse a Christian of hypocrisy because that's actually obviously <laughs> they, never happened they, in the face of the planet. They never never weighed into. Uh, uh, hypocrisy. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is his name. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, like, quit trying to, like, fight for religious freedom, you know. Yeah. Well, or, like, or just understand it's just another what it... case of it being so evident of what these people are really about. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, al- not... it's, it's absolutely obvious. And they're not even smart about it. No. That's what kills me. Yeah, yeah. Be the least bit clever. <laughs> even just like even just the tiniest bit yeah and you're okay just yeah but no you're not clever no no not this All guy right. not not bill pax or ken paxton oh bill paxton oh rest mm. in peace yeah he was not a good actor no but he was a likable <laughs> fellow okay. there was something likable about bill paxton <laughs> okay you don't agree i'm probably in trouble because i said he's not a good actor i'm sure that there are people out there who excuse me was. did you ever see tornado or whatever it was called yes i did twister twister that's the one so good <laughs> so good that was such a good movie oh my god everything all the all the details of that movie everything including the cow flying holly hunter or holly hunts or what's her name I just remember Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, Holly Hunter. Actually, I like Holly Hunter. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if you were downtown this past weekend, but it was a bit of, it was the, it was a nightmare. Downtown it was. Yeah. Salt Lake City. No, there were people everywhere. And one of the reasons, I mean, nightmare, it could be fun. It, just if you're trying to get a table at a restaurant, you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but one of the reasons was March Madness. Woo-hoo! Uh, for those of you who don't live in these United States or uh, don't pay attention to the sports ball as much as Frank and I do, college sports ball, we're uh, we're very into it. Um, this is the uh, the 
the college tournament of basketball that happens at the end of the basketball season uh, every year. Uh-huh. Uh, and it is uh, it is a thing, you know. People, uh, it's a tournament, so yeah. The top teams mm-hmm. play against each other, and the winner of each game go advance to the next brackets. round. There's, There's a bracket, and that's the big thing—the bracket. Yeah. Well, not to be overshadowed, because here's the thing: this is also the season of Lent. Oh yeah. So there are all these people enjoying their March Madness, enjoying their basketball, mm-hmm. while others are, you know giving up something are 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 doing penances is this a story of giving up no this Uh, is a story of ncaa no 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 (laughs) it's a story of co-opting that bracket for lent madness (laughs) it's apparently been going on for a few years now makes me sad Uh, i'm already sad lent madness uh, a, um, let's see. It makes me really just kind of dry heave a little. Does it? Ugh. It's a, it's a bracket that you can fill out. Reverend Tim Shank, uh, the rector of the Episcopal Parish of St. John the Evangelist in Hingham, Massachusetts. Oh, there you go. Rector. Damn near killed her. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for it. I thought it was, I thought. You thought you'd made it through without yeah, it. Yeah. No, fuck you. we'd passed through the uh, here's what he's done he's created a bracket uh that everyone that 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 people can vote on uh oh. it involves like saints and oh. and sort of heroes of the bible oh, i thought it was going to be like things that you can give up you know, oh like, there would be like chocolate versus pretzels <laughs> you know? Just, and eventually and, uh, it wheedles its way down to the top thing to give up yeah yeah which every which year is coffee yeah, maybe because that's a hard one. That's a, that's a tough that's one. That's a from shitty thing. To many give up. many people. Um, or what else could you give up for? People give up. Maybe being mean. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Be- being rude at the office. Chocolate. I think chocolate has to be the biggest one. Yeah, chocolate's the. And it's the, so obvious. The scary one. Or some sort of candy. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna give up gummy worms. Porn. Or... Although you have to start by admitting that you look at porn. <laughs> Well, that's that's why you have your your private lint and your public lint. Right, right. You have the one you know you're working on, and the one that you're just going to kind of show There's off like, to the world about. What, what what did you give up for lint? Chocolate. But what did you really give up for lint? Porn. Porn. <laughs> did you really? No. <laughs> Looked at it last night. Right, I gave up eating chocolate while eating porn. Right, I right. Mean, <laughs> while viewing, while porn. viewing porn. You can eat porn. I don't know how. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Anyway, the, so yeah, you got you got your uh, your bracket full of uh, you got Joan of Arc on there. Oh wow, yeah. And uh, uh, Handel apparently is on there. I guess you know maybe so, for writing the Messiah, I suppose. <laughs> so how how does one progress to the next bracket? Uh, so so all of his, all of the 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 people who go to LentMagnus dot org can read up on the on the various saints and then. They vote on who wins each, each round. This is so they advance stupid. to the saintly sixteen, the elate eight, the faithful four, mm. and then the final two battle off for the golden halo. <laughs> whoever, oh, Jesus whoever wins. Uh, I I have no updates as to who uh, who is currently winning. who's where in this yeah. whole thing. Somebody- if you if you have a perfect bracket. Does somebody give you a lot of money? You get a, Does Warren Buffett give you a He gives you, you a predict? Billi- he gives you a billion uh uh blessings. 
you the Lord. A, the Lord will give you a billion <laughs> blessings for a perfect bracket. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a very exciting time. <laughs> Some other guy actually created an American Jesus Maz- Madness bracket. Oh, uh, hey. this is a blogger named Zach Hunt, who's a a Christian, but he's a very liberal Christian. Uh, you should, if your last name is Hunt, yeah, you never have a la- name that ends in a K sound. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great. Why point. did you do that? Why does parents do that? Yeah, well, it's better than Mike. Anyway, yeah, no, uh, it it this one pairs off like Donald Trump against quote anything that is remotely Christian to see who wins there. <laughs> he's this guy is not he is not a fan. He's a very liberal. Okay, Christian. okay, and he there's a lot of tongue in cheek. Oh, yeah, that's it's so much fun. Dan, this is just... It's just, you know... We should have our own bracket, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he pairs off Christians supporting the refugee ban against Jesus the refugee. Oh, see what he did there? See what he did there? Apparently it's bracket time. I love a good bracket. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, there you have it, Dan. Uh, it's a good. It's been a good week, Dan. Yeah, for whom? a good couple weeks, I guess. Uh, for rivers. Oh, oh. Uh, and uh, personhood. Oh, uh, I have some personhood. <laughs> to, I don't. I don't so, have a river. Uh, the the first, which I hadn't heard about, and when I started reading the article, because I I intentionally went to go find. The, art, the story that I'd heard on the news about, mm. uh, you know, this river or rivers, rather, that had been given uh, living human status by the government that uh, over, of oh, that nation, okay. right, where the river runs through. And I had heard about the Ganges oh, yes. and the Yamuna. Oh, yeah. The, 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 I think Yamuna. Yamuna? River, okay. which, which that's the one that flows past the uh, Taj Mahal. Oh, okay. I'm not mistaken. These, they're both considered in uh, the Hindu faith as being goddesses. Correct. Right. And as sort of a, uh, a, in an attempt to help clean up these rivers. Oh, and, and they prevent, need cleaning up. To prevent uh, industrial pollution. Sure. Uh, they have been given this living human status. Oh, okay. And they actually... So you can't pour anything into them that you wouldn't pour into a person. Basically, yeah. <laughs> they, they've been... The government is... Uh, the, so there's two top state officials who have been appointed legal guardians oh. of the rivers. Oh, dear. You know? Oh. And they're going to represent their rights mm. in court. So, right? You know, okay. I don't, and, I don't know everything about India. I've been there once. It's not... But I do know... You're going to start telling industrialists what they can and can't pour into a river? I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. I I don't know either. (laughs) However, so I go looking for that story, and I stumble onto another story. What? From New Zealand. Oh. Of the Wanganui. I'm sure that's how it's pronounced. I'm positive. uh, River. You're right. uh, Which is on the North Island. Is that what they call that? Yeah. It's in the the North Island okay. of New Zealand, right? Sure. Uh, and uh, it has been considered uh, sacred um, by the um, the, the Maori. The Maori. The Maori. Thank you. Um, and so that had happened as well. 
So two different nations, all within about a week of each other, come up with the same solution to protect these rivers, which is actually granting them this hum- humanhood, right? You know, you know what? They respect rivers more than they expect the life of a, of a fetus. <laughs> Hashtag anti-abortion. Damn. But isn't this crazy? Like, That's nuts. I I don't. Uh... Maybe that's the only way to get Christians to actually care about the environment. Start calling them, start granting them human personhood. Well, we, see, here's the deal: grant grant Person the rivers, deal. grant the, the 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 mountains, grant you know what I mean. Like we've given corporations personhood, right? So why not? You know. Well, I mean, other than the fact that they're not people. <laughs> the same argument for corporations. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy town. Because, like, in one way, you're like, well, I guess that's clever, you know. Uh, well, it's like, it's like, if it works, it works. Right. But how cuckoo crazy to have rivers that have that kind of legal status. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I, I've talked about... Uh, being on the Ganges before, but I just—I've apparently floated on a human, on a person, well, at least a goddess. A goddess, yeah. yeah. I've—I've—I've yeah. I've, I've taken a boat on a goddess, who has no, you know, voice, who has no ability to go to court. Right. Well, but you know? now she does. Now she does. Now she has. She can. Uh, she can sue you. Guardian. I'll tell you what, man. I—I'm th- all in favor of this, especially considering how many people I have seen. Taking the holy dip in the Ganges and just me thinking, oh, you don't know what's upstream, kids. Right. That is not healthy for you. Right. You could die. Right. Yeah. So, well, there you we'll, go. We'll have to we'll have to track these uh, these stories. I don't. The, the one in New Zealand, it didn't sound like uh, it was kind of the same s- dire situation as the Ganges and the uh, Yamuna. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, and they use these rivers uh not just I mean yes, they 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 swim in them, they 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 do their their holy their holy dip in them. Mm-hmm. But they also use them for like doing laundry and they do it, you know, they 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 put their their children into the clothing and they, you know, they 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 launder bedding for hotels yeah. in these rivers. So like anything that goes in there directly affects everybody. I see and and, and here's the thing. If they do consider these rivers goddesses, how has it gotten this bad? How did they let it get this bad? Because when people are getting rich, their their religious uh, beliefs start bending. I think I think literally every human being, like as soon as they start like seeing real profit, mm-hmm. doesn't like whatever their religious beliefs were, start uh, start making more sense to them. With more, they 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 suddenly uh, they not have a, new interpretations. Not a real goddess, maybe, and who knows what she likes? Right, she who wants knows? she wants our country's uh, economy to do well. Right, and she Maganga. She actually really likes industrial waste. She's super into it. She's yeah. kinky sewage. She's a kink. Loves it. Loves it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, who am I to judge what she likes? Yeah. You know. I mean, you know, these these other guys are dumping human remains into it. I mean, human ashes yeah. constantly. 
Right. Why how's, can't, how's that not bad? How's that not? How is that okay? But oh, she me loves that. Dumping heavy metals from my battery factory into it. That's that's suddenly that's not okay. <laughs> Get your act together, people. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take us to Sydney, Australia. <laughs> uh, no, like, but that's isn't that what oh. these these courtroom arguments are going to like devolve into? What? Is one person's interpretation of what this goddess might want right. versus someone else's. Right. And like this this guardian, like this guardian is going to be able to say, no, I've talked to her and I know. No, you what, know what I mean? Like, this is clearly a uh, one of those scenarios where they are giving this one person, they're, they're finding a legal way to give one person the power to say, you can't pollute. Right. And that, and then the company will have zero recourse. Right? They're just, they're just trying to take away options. Maybe. That, I mean, I it, think it, 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 it's a funny, funny development. Anyway, it's strange and and of questionable, uh, of, of of questionable legal. Uh, yeah, I don't think it would work sense. here. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Although. It worked for the corporation. So yeah, well, there you go. God bless. But they had the um, Australia. There, uh, you know, so there was a uh, there was a commission of uh, the Royal Commission into Child Abuse um, has has made a large inquiry. Uh, they they have uh, into child abuse in churches across Australia. Um, they they recently had posted uh, had. Uh, said that apparently 7% of Catholic priests working in Australia between 1950 and 2010 were accused of child sex crimes. Um, yeah, that now, they're, now they're looking at the Anglican Church. Apparently, uh, between 1980 and 2015, they say that, uh, over, that 1,082 people had lodged complaints about uh about incidents of child uh, molestation by by anglican priests Good. and uh and and other workers within the anglican church yeah so yeah the, the, the it's interesting you know it's, i don't think any of our listeners will be surprised to hear that the religious folks uh that there was that there was rampant child sexual assault within a church that's just seems to be Par for the course, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's interesting that they have, that a report has now come out, and these are, of course, people. This is only people who have filed sexual assault claims against the church, right? In that thirty-five year period, and you, that have, is, you have to know that there are a lot of oh unfiled. That claims. is a tip of the iceberg experience, right there. Yeah, that I mean, that can't be ten percent. I wonder if there, if anybody's ever looked at that. I'm sure there's a number out there of. You know, kind of what percentage kind of normally get, report? Or guessing at that, yeah. I mean, because you got to think: a, a lot of the kids just won't tell. Right. B, once they tell, it's up to the parents to decide if they want to get to you go know through all of that. Right, and and then it's like you know they not only do they not maybe not want to like like go put their child through any sort of trial or whatever, but also guess what? They don't want to get their church in trouble. So they don't want, you know, they don't, it's their priest. Yeah. They love their priest. He's such a nice guy. So kind, and he does so much for the community. 
What's one or two? And he likes little Jimmy so much. Oh my god! It's so yes. They've identified the the complaints identified five hundred and sixty nine Anglican clergy, teachers, and volunteers, uh, and another one hundred and thirty three alleged abusers uh, with unknown roles uh, in the church. Hmm. Um, yeah. So there's there's some figures. There's some numbers for you. It's those are numbers. It's uh, it's not good. It's not good. Um, the Catholic Church apparently. I don't have any figures for the for the Anglicans. The Catholic Church in Australia apparently has paid uh, two hundred and seventy six million dollars in compensation to thousands of victims since nineteen eighty. Wow. Which actually almost seems low to me. What was the number again? Two hundred seventy six million. That's Australian dollars. I think that's uh, somewhere in like the still in the two hundred millions for, in American dollars. Huh. Okay. Yikes. Well, what can you do, Dan? Ah, uh, don't put your kids in church. Keep them away. Don't leave, or don't, or at least don't leave them alone with the priests. If there's some sort of priesty guy. Don't don't. How about this? Don't uh, leave your kid alone with any unvetted. Uh, Adult, right? That you don't know personally and and very well. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do these people have to go through background checks? Priests? Yeah, yeah. You hire in a new priest. Do you I put them through a background check? I don't, I don't know the process. I've never hired a priest myself. I would. I know I would. But then yeah. even then, like until they actually have become a priest, where would this have started? It starts when you when you already are a priest, I would imagine. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and this all goes down to uh, it all boils down to whether or not people are reporting, which is the whole which crux is, of the thing, right? All right, Dan. Yes. Uh, back to the schools. I, um, you know I love it. And back to West Virginia. Ah, oh, Mountain West, Mama, West Virginia, Dan. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Yeah, much better than East Virginia. <laughs> Or North Virginia. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there's a West Virginia school district uh, that uh, has been holding uh, weekly Bible classes in their elementary schools. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, a kindergartner is suing. <laughs> That's one precocious little kid. <laughs> uh, actually, the parents are suing on uh, the child's behalf, of yeah. course. Uh, the uh, This weekly lesson has been bought and paid for by a nonprofit. The article doesn't really say what which nonprofit, but it's all creationism crap. Yeah. Uh in elementary schools they've been holding thirty minute weekly classes. Um and uh and this is in, during official class time. During school. Yikes. Right? And actually the middle schools have been holding forty five minute classes. Well they can handle um, more. They're older. And have you ever been to a middle school? They need more. They, 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 oh, need, they, they need more. It. Those kids are little assholes. N- uh, nightmares. So it's uh, the, these are scripted interpretations. That's in quotes. Scripted interpretations. Oh, my God. Of Bible stories that advance creationism uh, and uh, that advance the biblical account of Jesus' death and resurrection um, with no legitimate secular purpose. That's according to the, to the lawsuit. Um, the one lesson, uh, asks students to quote, imagine that human beings and dinosaurs existed at the same time. 
Imagine that. Uh, so picture Adam being able to crawl up on the back of a dinosaur. The I love, I the love said. that shit. Because even if we were to say, uh, you know, there's, there's new science. Ta-da, right. we've discovered that human beings and dinosaurs coexisted, which they didn't. But let's just say that they did. Right. Suddenly they can climb up on top of them? This is the lying laying down with the lamb, Dan. This is, there was no I guess it's animals. The, oh, it's, it's the Garden of Eden, right? It is. So, so Adam, okay. on the dinosaur. They were just pals. Great. Uh, he and Eve, continuing on, he and Eve could have had or could have their own personal water slide. Wouldn't that be so wild? Water slide? What? I don't know how they get water slide. Slide, maybe. Like, like you're up on top of a giant slide. and you're going down the tail, maybe. Like, but like a la uh, Fred Flintstone at yeah. lunchtime? Yes. <laughs> like, maybe you could say that. But you're not going to be able... Like, where's the water slide? Oh, my Where, God. What, uh, maybe, where's the water? It's peeing. It's a pee slide. It's a pee slide. <laughs> we had those at my elementary school. Oh, yeah, not, well... Not good. Yeah. Um... Oh my god. Wouldn't that be so wild? It it would be wild. You are correct. It would it would be just as wild as the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. So the school district, however, Dan, is saying that this family doesn't have grounds for a lawsuit because they can't show harm because the child is a kindergartner and the classes don't start until the first grade. The parents are trying to get out in front of the problem. Right. And uh make sure that their child doesn't have to go through this. Right. And the school district is like, You have no harm. Yeah, the, the school Sorry. district's like, oh, yeah? yeah? File this next year. Ha <laughs> ha, we win. Right. <laughs> but I also like that they're, they're like, um, yeah, we're not harming your kid. Right, exactly. You can't show harm. <laughs> These other kids can show they harm. They could. They could. For sure. They, like, they, we're in they trouble. actually have grounds. With them. But, but you're, uh, you do not have standing. Go away. To bring this suit. <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Was there anything else? Um... So, oh, yeah, and apparently the school district is really trying to rely on this whole fact that um, the classes have been paid for by a nonprofit. So there, there's oh. no public funding going into this. Then it's totally Except fine. For the fact that it's in a public school, right. and using school time, and there's also doesn't seem, I mean, a child could opt out, but what about the, you know, there's... It has to be an, a, an, a non-official thing the school can't offer it no and it has to be an opt-in scenario opt-in not an opt-out right like all of the there's so many i just love this this law ladies and gentlemen if you haven't listened to our show very long you may not be aware of the fact (laughs) that the law regarding religious education religion in schools is clear and settled Mm -hmm. by innumerable lawsuits (laughs) Which have made it very clear what can and cannot be taught to children in public schools. However, boy, do they like to just jump right back into those waters. I know. I mean, the the law seems very settled on it. And yet (laughs) the people in these areas... Boy, they they're, like they're, like, they're they're just... like spending their uh, their their tax dollar uh, money on lawsuits, on being sued, well, on defending love... their their bad decisions. I love that the school district is going to try to fight instead of just going, "Oh God, we're caught." Yeah, we got caught. Okay, no. shut it down. Shut no, it down. No, it was good while it lasted. Don't everybody, shut it down. <laughs> Nonsense. 
They're going to fight. Of course they are. What fucking idiots. <sighs> well, that's that's why we have a fofurf. That's why it exists. Like, basically, the entire reason it exists is because they keep yeah. doing it. And this is a Freedom of from Religion Foundation uh, lawsuit. Lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. They just... And well. Yeah, and there were a bunch to choose from this week. Speaking they, of laws... Oh, yeah. I'm going to take us to Texas. Back to Texas we go for Texas House Bill 4260, um, which I, I'm sorry to say... Probably won't pass. Uh, okay. This bill will not become law. Oh, uh, it's a good bill, though. It uh, it is. Uh, it was introduced by Representative Jessica Farrar um, out of Houston. the The bill is titled the Man's Right to Know Act. Uh, oh, no. What it oh, it no. proposes uh, things like there are several there are several uh, parts of this law. Um, for instance, uh, there is a it proposes a 24-hour waiting period uh, f- for men who want to get uh, a uh, vasectomy or who want uh, to, or for for men who want uh, Viagra prescription or a colonoscopy. Wait, wait what? Mirroring the 24 hours tw- required for women to get an abortion. Uh, okay. Cute. cute. It's cute. Uh, it, this is, yeah, so there are rules and procedures uh, re- that basically are all about making, forcing women to have all sorts of things. This also, the bill would also require uh, men who seek those procedures to get a booklet called A Man's Right to Know. Oh, okay. Uh, that con- contains, quote, medical information related to the benefits and concerns of a man seeking a vasectomy, Viagra prescription, or colonoscopy. Um this is this is a mirror of an actual uh pamphlet that women get they they're lucky oh, enough no. to receive which i downloaded um oh, when no. they want an abortion that basically is just about making you feel like shit for getting an abortion it's <laughs> nothing it it's of dubious at best science it most most critics say uh the medic, the science is wrong Oh, okay. uh, in much of it. Oh, um, and it's all about making sure that you it might be wrong, but it's sanctioned by the state. It yes, it okay, has the state. It has good. the, the Texas state symbol. It has it has the symbol for the uh, the Texas Health and Human Services Commission, oh, the boy. Texas Department of Aging and Disability Service, oh, and the Texas Department of State Health Services. That's horrendous. All on there. It's it's endorsed by all of them. We, oh. uh, and uh, yes. It's it's very interesting. Like for instance, one of the first pages, uh, your baby's development, and the first thing under it is fetal pain, Ugh. and it starts with a very uh, a very tricksy little trick. Okay. Newborn babies are able to feel pain. It says. Okay. I don't think anybody didn't think that newborn babies are able to feel pain. That's not what we abort. We don't abort newborn babies. <laughs> uh, that's murder. That's murder. <laughs> Uh, we know that babies develop the ability to feel pain while in the womb. In consideration of the potential for fetal pain, Texas law currently limits abortion to under 20 weeks. Right. So the correct interpretation of that is, if you want an abortion before 20 weeks, you're probably clear in terms of fetal pain. Ah, uh, good. 
But that's not how they, what they want you to think. Like, just the phrase, newborn babies are able to feel pain at the beginning, I think is meant to sort of be the first thing you read, and then you skip on, and you think, and you associate. You don't realize that you're talking about a newborn, because right. this whole thing's about fetuses. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's just so stupid. Oh, God. It's, it's, a, very, it, it's a very manipulative, ugly uh, uh, pamphlet. And it's made, it's made to make women feel bad. So this, uh, this Texas rep- representative uh, has introduced this other bill to sort of point out how stupid it is by applying it to men. Right. Well done. Yeah. Oh, she also, the bill would also ban uh, unregulated masturbatory emissions. Oh, okay. Uh, because, you know, that's, that's valuable uh genetic material absolutely so emissions uh, quote emissions this is from the bill i think for quote emissions outside of a woman's vagina or created outside of a health or medical facility will be charged a 100 dollars civil penalty for each emission and will be considered an act against an unborn child mm. men contribute to the uh to the non-creation of children too and we need to put a stop to it oh my goodness <laughs> It's just wow! Finally, somebody's doing something. Finally, about someone's it again. saying something. Yeah, yeah. Good. She's a yeah. I don't think her her male colleagues are going to find it as funny as I do. <laughs> I, I, there'll be one. There'll be yeah. There'll two. be a, there'll be a couple snickers. She says she doesn't expect her colleagues to necessarily yeah. uh, get the point of this, but she's hoping to reach uh, some some of their constituents. Yeah. Who, and point out that absolutely there are crazy, stupid, religious-based laws in Texas regarding uh, abortion, right. and that maybe, maybe that those aren't very fair. They're not. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, if you if you kids have anything you'd like to say about abortions or about Texas laws or about anything that we have that we say on this show, you can you can let us know. You can write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can uh, call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It is a closed group. It is however, indeed. So you have to be let in. That's why you have to request to join. Yeah. Yeah. There's rules and shit. But it's great. It is delightful. Dan. Yes, sir. <laughs> Do you like uh, baked goods? Oh, on- only if they're frosted the way this cake is frosted. <laughs> well, I think that you need to, like, this is actually going out as a warning oh. to our listeners. Oh, Dan, yeah, that's a good that there, point. That there are, there, there are baked goods that you may want to avoid uh, because they could have uh, some unintended consequences. Ugh. There are intended consequences of cake. Haunted cakes. Such as, hmm, this is delicious. Or, and it's making me uh, happy. Right. Or hooray my birthday. Yes. That's, yeah. those, are, those are positive consequences of cake. Yeah. This, uh, you may not like the consequences yeah, of this, this is, cake. This is a pastor uh, who, uh, who was responding to an email through a periscope. Uh, thing. I read a testimony today about an owner of a bar who was gay 
And uh, this is crazy. Now, I'm not saying this is going to work for you. But some uh, hookers that were in his bar got saved. And uh, they got saved because one of the guys who used to hang out there got saved. And, and uh, they uh, baked a cake for the owner of the bar, who was gay and very adamantly anti-Christian. And they, they basically prayed over the cake. It was an anointed cake. And they made the cake and gave it as a gift. And when he ate the cake, I know this is strange. This is Silvestro's testimony. It's not mine. The power of God hit him while he was eating the cake. And he went back to the, to the, to the, to the guy at the bar and the, and that, that had given it to him that he knew he got religion. And he said, what the heck? He said, I had a weird experience eating your cake. And he said, well, that was the presence of God. He ends up leading the God of the Lord and baptizes him. And when he gets baptized, the guy gets delivered. And the spirit that was working him got broken off. I'm telling you, it's a story. Well, I'll tell you where I agree with him. <laughs> that is definitely a story. He's he has not he has definitely uh, achieved a story. It's a I, I heard I heard a story. There's, you cannot deny it, Dan. You, you know, make he, fun of the fact that he just told a story. Traditionally, doesn't the word anoint mean to just smear with oil? Yeah, it does actually. So, like, you, I don't know that I want an anointed cake. I mean, I I've heard know. of olive oil cake. I've had olive oil cake. It's actually it can be yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could probably whip up some kind of frosting. I love that that, that had some uh, yeah. oil in it. Maybe what I that love about yummy. what I love about Ooh. this is yeah. that he is talking about this, and he does, what he he can't hear it, of course, because he's 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 too deep inside of it. But I hear that story, and to me, it's the same as like hearing, you know, some African witch doctor talking about like you know, a, a concoction that he's made oh, that, yeah. that, 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 you know, that, that's going to give someone extra strength in their, yeah. in their battle or whatever. Well, yeah. And, uh, absolutely just, it's, it's magical thinking at its best. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, a, a fantastic detail of his willingness to just pass this story along is that it's not even his own story. Right. Yeah. He just kind of heard it. He wasn't there. He heard about it from a guy who told him about it, yeah. the, the thing, and there's a yeah. bar, and what... Pfft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, oh, I'm so glad that you have your little faith-promoting story that you can't even personally attest to. Right, and not only that, but, like, he actually says the phrase, I'm not saying this will work for you. Right. Great. So, really useful stuff there, fella. <laughs> Thanks so much. We really so we, we got some oily cake. You got an oil uh, that's been prayed over by some hookers. And apparently, was that what he said? Yeah, it sounded like that. And and apparently, it makes you not gay anymore. Which? Boy, let me tell you something. That's a, that's an impressive cake. <laughs> it's not a good cake, but man, it's impressive. Well, I think that there is a message here for all the the bakers, mm. the Christian bakers who refuse. Uh, right? to bake cakes for Boom, gays baby. and lesbians is just pray over the cake. Just pray over it. You know, pray Don't. that it might be a a, a, a devil or, a, or rather a demon uh, Re revoking. Re revoking cake. cake. Yeah. That, 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 that whatever 
you know, they are missing opportunities demons. To, to ungay these people. Yes. At their own wedding. At their own wedding. What a trick. That that is what they should be doing. That is it. Cast your spells on your case. <laughs> Although, frankly, I feel like we're going down a dangerous path because then they're going to want to, like, put some ingredient in like As long as it's a good cake and everything's edible. Right. I just don't I just don't trust them. This is this is why, even though I think, yes, every bakery is what, because you saw that horrible movie with the shit pie. Yeah, I don't trust like if I were gay and having a wedding, I would want the most gay friendly baker in town. I don't care if they're bad. Right. At baking. Right. I'm not going to go to a Christian like, yes, they should be required to bake for all weddings if they bake for any weddings. But I'm not going to trust them. Right. I'm not going to be like, yes, you're making a a cake for for Matthew and and Jonathan. Right. Uh, Don't do anything wrong with the cake. Right. Because shit's going to go down. (laughs) There's going to be something gross in that cake. And you're never going to know about it. Right. It won't make you sick or anything. But they've done something horrible to that cake. You know, speaking of cake. Oh? I'm I'm trying to segue from cake to children. (laughs) Kids like cake? Kids love cake. That's an obvious transition. There you go. There you go. You know, Frank. Oh? Do you recall... Being a young Mormon boy, yeah. which you and I both were. Yeah. Although I do like the uh, the notion the the I think it I think it was um, Dawkins that first talked about the idea that he just takes umbrage with the idea of a of a Christian child or a Muslim child, a Mormon child, whatever, because children can't make those kinds of decisions. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, so anyway, you and I, young boys in the Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. And I was, I guess what brought this up for me was that I was talking yesterday with a friend of mine about the notion of Mormons believing in an age of accountability. Right. An age at which the sins start sticking. Like, you, like <laughs> they don't count when you're young. No. When you're a little one. Because you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You, you're, and, and, and I think any, any reasonable human... Would say no. Of course, we don't know. Of course, right. you don't. You don't know what your how how your actions right. are affecting the world as a child. Of course not. But there comes a time in every person's life when they are accountable for when their sins. When you fully understand the the effect that your actions can have in the world, and you and you have control uh, enough control over your yourself and your uh, past tantrums and stuff that you can past. that you can that you can that you now are accountable. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that eight years old is that sweet spot where you definitely, you definitely know what you know better and you, and you can totally control. Yourself. Oh yeah. No, I eight. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I just, you know, you, you just, you, and you do, you just kind of really grow up. Mm-hmm. You, you look, know. you look back at all the seven-year-olds in your life, and you're like, "Oh, you kids just don't understand." Yeah, you just don't get it. But yeah. that's okay. You will. Yeah, you know the third grade. Yeah, isn't that about third grade? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I was on top of things in third grade, like, you know, like second and third grade, right? Oh yeah, like no, like all my all my um, chores were always done. No mm. one had to ask anymore. Oh yeah. Now I knew you were a responsible I adult. I knew that I that my <laughs> sins 
which by the way i love the concept of like these kids being able to like sin yeah right all because like what's available to them right you know i remember being like seven and eight years old and like well specifically being seven years old and having this like last minute thought like a week before my eighth birthday right right of like because i was actually baptized on my birthday oh wow you know the first possible moment i could be i was (laughs) baptized and my parents were so happy about that yes and but i remember that last week and kind of leading up to it and knowing this whole thing yeah, right. Just uh, I'm going to interrupt your story just to give the quick background that here's the that the Mormon belief is that once you're baptized at eight, right, all of your sins are like, like everything up until that point. All everything up until that point is is washed away. You have right. no sins. Well, and that's what happens previous to at that. baptism is at that ba- your former yeah. sins are washed away. Right. So right. like so like if you convert as an adult to Mormonism, right, and you and you're baptized you ha- your sins are, are washed away i mean right. i think that's a sort of standard baptism thought that, yes that is i believe that's true um but i remember having this thought like a week before my baptism of like man i gotta get it all in yeah. <laughs> like i gotta get like this is my last chance to like sin because in like a week i'm not going to be able to sin anymore and i'm sitting and, and like what sinning quote unquote so-called sinning could i possibly have been doing right yeah, right. it's, it's not like, like you were running out grabbing some meth or whatever. Right. Like, quick, man, well, where's the nearest head shop? I need to score. I mean, I guess a seven-year-old can steal. Yeah. Know? Like, you could easily steal from your brothers and sisters. Sure. Or even from your parents. Or from I, the from the 7-Eleven. I, went, you know? I went and took my buddy's bike once. Oh, no. And I, and I just took it around the block. I don't know why. I guess I was experimenting with thievery with with the idea of it because i took it immediately back to him and then cried and said the devil made me do it oh dan yeah really yeah that's how old were you i i young but you knew that card i knew that card yeah (laughs) the adversary got to me yeah the devil made me do it oh my god (gasps) but yes i had the same it's so funny here's the thing and I think we've we've sort of mentioned this before a long time ago on the show, but here here's my experience that I remember: sitting down you, you, before you get your baptism, before you're baptized, uh-huh. your bishop, who's 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 not uh, a bishop in the, in the Catholic or whatever sense, he's, right? He's the lay uh, a guy from the neighborhood, local. Uh, he's he's your 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 local pastor. He's the pastor over your little right. church. He sits you down. You're eight. You're seven. Right. Latter half of your seventh year. Uh, he sits you down. He says, now this is a very serious decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know, if you if you choose to be baptized, yeah. uh, all your sins will count after this. And you'll you'll be uh, blah, blah, blah. And you'll be a member of God's church. And, you, you know, you'll be responsible, blah, blah, blah. And, like, scares the bejesus out of you. Yeah. At eight. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. And here's the thing. I was a very serious child. I suddenly was, I looked at him and I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe I don't want this responsibility. Maybe I don't know for sure. Maybe I'm not positive about this. Uh, but in that situation, what's a kid going to say? Right. Mm, you're right. This is pretty serious. I'm going to give it some more thought. <laughs> no. Right. You're eight. Right. 
Your parents are waiting outside the door. And they've been making a big deal about this. Since you're zero. Right. Well, they've been talking about it. They've been, oh, you, you know, and you've been singing songs about it in, in, right. in church. It's important. And yeah, everyone knows you're going to get baptized. Right. This is not a choice that you make as an eight-year-old. Right. <laughs> yeah, what, what kid says, nope, nope. It, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not ready and, for this. And, you know, I mean, it's interesting because it's like, but you are old enough for the mind fuck to start. Oh, yeah. Right. It, it worked real good on me. And so, and, and this is, Mormonism has a lot of the, I mean, we've talked about it with like the temple, right? Where mm. you're given this option, right, mm. to stand up and leave before the, the the whole ceremony really gets in, started. Yeah, you're already there. You've already changed your clothes yeah, into the temple some, clothes. Uh-huh. You're there w- in the I room mean, with a whole bunch of other people yeah. who are all going to be in the temple. Yeah. I mean, you don't have, like, the hat and the sash and the apron on yet. But, right. Like, you right. have, like, you're, you're all dressed in white. And, uh, the, and, and you've gotten far enough into the whole thing that you feel like... You feel like you've seen some things yeah. that you already, like, it's asking, they're asking you to keep it all secret. Right. Right. And, uh, and if you can't take that commitment, then you should leave right now. Right. And what's funny and is, so, when, on your first try, the first time through, no one's told you anything about what's going to happen. No, you're not prepped at all. So, right. it's, like, so it's like, you have, can you commit right now right. to keeping stuff that you don't know is about to happen a secret? Right. If not, you need to get out. Right. And you're just like, huh, huh. So it's this total, like, you're, 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 being, you're being told that you're making a choice, that you are opting in. Right. But you don't have a real choice. The right. social pressures are, are too strong at this point. Well, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I've never heard of anybody getting up and walking out. No, of course not. Right. And it's the same thing with these <laughs> eight-year-olds. Like, it's this, the, 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 the mind fuck begins right there it's- of... You've you've made this decision, right? And 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 it's As a if, decision that maybe you didn't have the 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 moral strength, or or just the the strength of character, right. To stand up and say no, so you feel even like this weird guilt about it. Like yeah. I remember feeling really weird and really pressured <laughs> into agreeing to be baptized. Yeah, yeah, and and of course the the. The way the Mormons do the baptism, you get into the white jumpsuit. Yeah. Your dad gets into a white jumpsuit or yeah. whoever the dude is that's doing it. And right. then, and then you, uh, you, you know, they, they have a, ser- a small service just for that. Uh-huh. Often there are other kids being baptized the same day, depending on where you are. Sure. Uh, here, here in Utah, it would be there's other kids being baptized the same day because, okay. because there's too many. There's too many children here. Okay. And not enough baptismal fonts, apparently. And then you do the whole, then you do the whole immersion thing. So you ever you go in, you get splashed, right? A little prayer, right? Everybody else sings while you're changing. Yeah, I got my own. Yeah, it you're... was on my birthday. Wow, I was pretty special. You were so yeah. special. They open up those accordion doors. Oh my god, it's so stupid. <laughs> It's so the Relief dumb. Society room. Ours was, I think, ours was off the Relief Society room. Okay, I'm trying to remember yeah. what room that was immediately adjacent to. Yeah, it was, I think it was the. Relief yeah, they Society they kind of the the baptismal font is tucked away. It's hidden away until it's yeah. until it's of use. Yeah, 
And then it's like sort of down in the thing, and there's usually a mirror so that you can, like a mirror up above that's angled so that sure. you can look down on the thing happening. And right, it's a. Uh, but I mean, I think the point that we're that we're discussing here is eight. That's our accountability age. We're accountable at eight. Oh yeah, come on. Yeah, like I think about an eight-year-old. I got a, you know, I got nephews who are that age. Yeah. Them little shits can't do nothing. No. They don't know anything. No. You can't sin. Like, okay, obviously, I don't believe in the concept of sin anymore. Right. That's not a concept that's meaningful to me. But But to use their terminology. But, I mean, if one of these, if one of my nephews went and, and like, did something kind of awful. Right. You know, just because kids do. Kids do. they're little shits. You know, they set their house on fire. On, yeah. Or they, you know, they kill a bunny or something, you know, just something awful. You're describing a little, you gotta watch out for that kid. Who's sure. this kid you're describing, Dan? There are many kids have done horrible things, <laughs> but do we hold them accountable the same way we hold an adult accountable? No, no it's, that would be opposed. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually opposed to like, you know, in this country, we have all these, you know, young people who are tried as adults. That's a thing in this country. Right. You know, a 14-year-old tried as an adult because of the severity of the crime. shouldn't be the severity of the crime. It should be how... What, what is their emotional uh, maturity? Right. Are they... Do they understand Somehow testing at, at, a, at a 21-year-old level or something like that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Severity of the crime is irrelevant. They're still a child. Yeah. I, the whole concept is... And maybe that's the problem. Maybe the part of the problem is that our religions in this country are fucked up about children. Like, they think that kids are somehow accountable. You know, you think about... But no, I mean, like, I I can't speak for every Mormon out there or every Mormon that I've ever talked to. Like, um, I, I feel like... I feel like the Mormons that I know... Like, if I were to pose the question to them of... You know, does does a nine year old, right, or an eight year old, yeah. this, you know, specifically, um, do do they have the capacity to fully understand their the, the these quote unquote sins or their crimes, right? And you know that they that they would have that they would admit that no, of course, a child's sin, even though that they're accountable wouldn't be punished by God in the same way right. as in a fully grown adult. Like they understand. You would hope they would understand. I, that. I think they do, but it, it's not presented that way to the kids. Yeah. And that's what, what I'm concerned about here is just the, the brainwashing and the indoctrination. Right. And, and this technique to coerce these kids into lifelong Mormonism. Or whatever, you know. yeah. I mean, Schopenhauer was talking about this. Schopenhauer talked about the idea of like, if you take and you know these formidable, these form form formative—that's the word ah. I was looking for—years, and you you uh, you you present this one series of beliefs. You know, you you've got children who are primed for belief, uh-huh. and basically. They're just there. All all we're doing is feeding them information, pumping them full of, of information. Right. Sky, blue, birds yeah. fly. They're looking for a you know, system by which to understand the world. That right, they live in. right. Beware of that dog. Beware yeah. of dogs you don't know. Right. You know, grown ups can strangers are danger. Blah blah blah. Right or whatever. 
Like, we just pump kids full of information. They are primed to believe and not primed to be, like, skeptical. Hmm. And at, if at that moment in their development, we, ta- we you know, we, we give them one another set of beliefs and not only not only do we talk about these beliefs but we talk about them in these somber tones yeah. and these very serious things and we never present the concept of being able to question them uh-huh. as a matter of fact we present the opposite these are the unquestionables mm-hmm. these are the things like yes go ahead and question dinosaurs but you never question this set of beliefs right yeah that's called brainwashing sure feels like and i mean at very least indoctrination mm-hmm. which when you type the word indoctrination into google yeah i thought i was gonna get i don't know what i was thinking i thought you know a bunch of stuff would come up from religions about how to positively indoctrinate your children into their religion what but no the first things that come up are like indoctrinating children into nazism indoctrinating oh. like like it's considered a bad thing yeah in most cases, like right. indoctrination of children, not a good thing. Right. Even Christians are like, hmm, don't indoctrinate your kids, but do teach them about Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's different when it's your own thing. Right. Right. It's not, it's not gross indoctrination. It's not scary. Right. You know, if it's, if it's Jesus. If it's Jesus. Because Jesus is real and he loves it. It's, it can't be bad if it's for real. Right. 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 And we have the same thing. We think, uh, you know, here, the Christians have all these articles about how how the liberals are indoctrinating our children into the belief in things like evolution. And, and no, that's that's teaching them about Which a thing. But, yeah. you know, they think that, you know, they, they accuse us of the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's it's very interesting. You've got, you know, I don't I don't know all of what surrounds a bar mitzvah. Or a bat mitzvah, like yeah. I don't, I don't know, but it is still. It's one of those things where it's like a ceremony that sucks you in to this world, just right. same as a you know a Catholic confirmation. Yeah, you take them at a tender age yeah. and you give them a ceremony that makes them feel special, mm-hmm. that makes them feel like you know this is that makes it personal to them. Yeah, in a very very uh, extreme sort of way, yeah. uh, and and. And even if you don't put all the weight on it that was was put onto us for for our baptisms, I guarantee you, it, yes, it's, of course, it's huge same, meaning. Of course, the same weight is being put on Catholic kids and Jewish kids, right. and and you know, evangelical kids to be saved. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that's sort of an opt in thing. But boy, boy, you haven't been saved yet. You know, yeah. all that Jesus can. I don't know. Stuff. I don't know how the com- the conversation around being saved really works. Right. But, um, but it seems like it's this really important thing in at least kind of these Western religions to like, and faiths, what to, to get these kids to opt in at this, at kind of the first possible moment. Yeah. And you're right. Celebrate it. Make them feel special. Make yeah. them, make this decision be an event. Yeah. You know, and Mormons will do it with, you know, a weird giant tub of water and <laughs> Kool-Aid and cookies. And well, uh, and you and I saw you, you and I saw a Baptist uh, baptism 
when we were in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, that's right. We, oh, that thing was freaky. Yeah, that that was weird because their baptismal font was like four thousand feet above the floor. <laughs> it was like it was on the ceiling. Like I didn't even no, notice it on the ceiling. It was high above the 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 what do you call the it? The altar, stage, or the altar, yeah. the the podium. Yeah, right. we're all sitting facing the podium. I had not noticed that there was a font up there <laughs> built into this wall. Yeah. It was weird, and then suddenly, like, they're like, we have a baptism, and everybody, and all of the people on stage turn and look way up high. It was way up there. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was like 25 feet up. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And that would have been a cool way to be baptized, I have to say. Yeah, unless you're acrophobic. That was, like, I, I do worry about those who are afraid of heights, because it was like, it's a plexiglass, like, Imagine font. Imagine acra-aquaphobic. <laughs> Well, I'm just not getting baptized. That's all there is to that. <laughs> I'm done. And afraid of appearing before audience. Right. Yeah, exactly. Stage fright. There. Acra, acra, aqua, agora. Phobic. <laughs> but not, how big's your tub at home? I'm not going outside. You can right. splash a glass of water on, on me from the sprinklers or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I. It's a weird... Uh, I, I guess it's just, uh, it's, and here's the other question. And, and, and I wanted to bring this up just sort of as a, as a final thought. Mm -hmm. You had told me a story about your friend who's, who's, who's not a believer, right. whose child wants to get it baptized. Right. And, uh, and you know, that person doesn't necessarily, you, you said you didn't know where that was coming from, but I mean, we hear this a lot. I've heard this from many people who's, you know, their, their peer group is all doing this fun thing? Yeah. I wanted to get a bar mitzvah because I my my buddy got a bar mitzvah and got a bunch of money for it and oh, like yeah. all these presents and stuff and I was like, "Oh, cool. I wish I could do that." But, you know, as a 13-year-old, I I knew that was not available to me, but I could see an 8-year-old being like, "I want I want that. I want my special day." Right. I want my Yeah. So what is huh. an atheist family to do? When a kid says, especially, and this, this is especially the case, right? When the when this family was part of a church, right, and then leaves that church, yeah, realizes that they were part of a bunch of bullshit, mm -hmm. and but now they've got a kid who was already partially indoctrinated, like right. who went to church, who was given these uh, the songs to sing and stuff, right. and now all of their friends are going through this and probably making a shit deal of it. At school. Well, you're leading us toward uh, towards a, a, a scenario, Dan, that is always really awesome for the two of us, which is we don't have kids. Right. That's... So chiming in on these things is always... Yeah, well, fun. yeah. But I mean... nonetheless, um, you know, I, I talking to this friend, I, I kind of, I just sort of posed a couple hypotheticals. Mm. I was like, I was like, so, you know, what, what happens if you just let this happen right yeah you know is is that ultimately such a bad thing because like if you're still who you are at a certain and and this kid is super bright like at a certain point she's probably gonna smell the bullshit right sure or even if she doesn't at least you know it's she's part of an accepting welcoming family that just loves her which is important right and then I was like, but also, what's wrong with you as the parent just kind of telling her right now why you left? Why you right. and her father don't go to church anymore? 
Right. Not only and, that. And why, and why that's important to you. you there, know? Like, there, what's wrong with that? I don't know what's wrong with that. Right. I don't either. And here, here's what I, you know, your first scenario of, of allowing the child to just have the baptism and fuck it, you know, it's, it's all mumbo jumbo anyway. But here's, here's, here's one possible danger that I see in that, which is to say there, so obviously neither of the parents will be doing the actual baptizing. Right. The parents will not be interviewing the child for baptism, which there will be an interview. Right. Which means that these parents are allowing someone who doesn't believe as they do right. to influence their child right. and to have an authority Oof. over their child. Here, she was like, she said, listen, if this thing goes forward, I have rules. And one of my rules is I will be sitting in on every Sunday school class that she attends. Mm-hmm. I will be in the room and I will be listening to what she's being taught. Right. This is not going to be a child just going through the Mormon system Right. And, and, and all the weird little influences and the little snide comments that adults will make to kids about their own parents. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. Well, and, but here's the other thing. And I think that this is the more salient point. Yeah. If we as a society are going to say it is okay for a parent to let their kid go through this baptism uh, because they believe in the shit, surely it is okay if you don't believe in that shit, to say, no, I'm sorry, we don't go to that church, we don't, we don't believe that. And so you can make that decision, you know, when you're an adult, yeah. you can make, you, you can re-explore that, they will let you get baptized as an adult, that's right. not a problem, right? but you're not going to do that as a child. Because you are impressionable, right. and the influences that are... Going on in your life, you may not fully understand them or be able to navigate. Them. And you know what? I do want to celebrate you, and I want to celebrate your uh, your your growing up. So let's we're going to have a party for you, and it's going to be a your eight years old hooray party, right? Just like what your friends have, right? Uh, and instead of a baptismal font, we're going to have your, a slip and slide. Your ochinera. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but no, we're not going to do uh, a religious thing. That because uh, my job is to teach you how to think and not what to think. And, and, and you'll figure the, all of that stuff out later. Yeah. As and an if, adult. And if when you decide smart. to loop back around and be Mormon, that's your own. I thing. will support you. And that's yeah. fine. But we're not doing that now. And yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone could object to a parent taking that stance with their own child. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, friends, if you have uh, thoughts if you were indoctrinated in a fun way into <laughs> into a bunch of crazy, write to us. Let we'd, us lo- know. we'd love to hear about it. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can always tell us your story with your voice. Ooh. Call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click like. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group. Yes, indeed. Hey, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thanks to Mackenzie for all of her help on Facebook. And thanks to uh, Amy, uh, Sarah, and Danny for, the, for their fine work as moderators on the, in the Members Only Lounge. And thank you, our dearest of listeners. All right. Yeah, yes, you personally. You. Are our you sitting right listener. there. Don't tell the guy next to you. <laughs> but you, you are, are our favorite. Thanks so much for listening. We sure do like it when you do. Bye.